Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 117. You can't lose an insight, but you can think over it with Harry Jurbitsky. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Changeable. My guest on today's episode is Harry Jurbitsky. Harry has been on the show before, but it's been a while, about a year and a half or so. And um, when he talked with me about the idea for this episode, I just thought it was so great. So um, Harry saw so much. He had had a really profound experience, more than one of them, but some really, really profound experiences back in uh, the late 1970s. And these experiences showed him without a shadow of a doubt, his, his essence, all the essence of all people, you know, that we are this pure consciousness. And he had this, this moment of complete silence and just knowing the truth of that. And, and he'll describe that in this episode. And then Harry went on for the next 40 years or so to uh, live a normal human life with lots of ups and downs. And although he deeply knew what he had had connected with, he knew what he saw, that th- those insights changed things for him. I, I absolutely love his story because it's true that he deeply saw something and that changed things for him. And it's also true that moment to moment for the next, for the rest of his life, for all of our lives, he's living in thought. And so he's a perfect example of, his story is such a clear, perfect example of how we can really see something that shows us a brand new side of life. And that that doesn't mean that then we we go on to never suffer or to never have problems or to not get caught up. And I just can't say that enough. And, you know, I, I know that we kind of know that that's the case. And yet it's just so tempting to sort of fall into that. And, and the questions like, I had this insight, where did it go? You know, and I thought, I thought once I saw this, things would be different. And I really think this, this conversation uh, speaks so well to this issue. You know, part of it is that, as, as Harry will describe, is that although he saw our, our spiritual essence very deeply and very clearly, were obviously human as well. And he didn't see the human part quite so much. So in his words, he didn't see the thought piece as much. He was caught up in in his thinking moment to moment as we all are. We live in the reality of our moment to moment thinking. And, and sometimes we know that. And a lot of times it's just not, we're not thinking about that. <laughs> we're thinking about our thinking, right? Like the thinking comes in and and it's like our head is in a cloud and it's all we can see. And other times, not so much. But that was a, a piece of this for Harry. So it's such a perfect illustration of, of what I often see is, you know, people who really have seen something remarkable and then wonder, okay, but why am I suffering right now? And it's like, well, you're suffering right now because you're thinking, thinking suffering thoughts and taking them as the truth. Just right now, 
not not forever, not the rest of your life. You know, the all, all of the stuff our mind wants to make up about what things mean and how it'll play out in the future is just more of that mental conversation. We just feel what we're thinking right now, regardless of what we've seen. And we never lose what we've seen. So part of Harry's story as well is that after 40 years of kind of being somewhat, somewhat separated from this, not really, but somewhat, he went back and looked fresh and fell right back into the those massive things that he saw back in the 70s. So um, I think this is a super helpful conversation on a lot of levels, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Harry. Welcome back to Changeable. Thank you. You're one of the few guests I've had on twice. This is our second time, so I'm I'm really excited about this conversation. Oh, great. Yeah, me too, by the way. Yeah. So, um, so Harry and I had sort of discussed uh, this topic and, and we'll, this is what we're going to kind of dive right into. But um, Harry was around Sydney Banks uh, on Salt Spring Island in the very, very early days of, of all of this. Um, and Harry's now, how old are you now, Harry? 74. 74. So he was on Salt Spring, saw so much, and I'm going to let him tell the story. But, but then there were a lot of years when Harry was, was kind of not around that as much. And in recent years, uh, Harry has seen so much and, and it's kind of come back full circle. So we want to have a discussion through Harry's experience around what what that's all about, like how we can really, really see things very deeply, very clearly, and then not lose what we've seen so much, but some sometimes veer away from it and sometimes veer away from it for a long period of time. Uh, so I, I love this this whole topic that that Harry brought up and and he's the perfect person to have this conversation with. So um, so Harry, maybe start by saying a little bit, yeah, about those early years. Like how, what was it like? How did you meet Sid? And, and what, was, what were you seeing about things in the very, very early times? Well, the, the, the key element of the early days was the spiritual journey. And uh, so I was looking for uh, an enlightened human being who had an understanding that could take me to my connection to God. and. And so everything was, so when I heard Sid, I knew he was enlightened. I didn't hear anything beyond that. And then I, we, my past wife and I moved to Salt Spring Island. And, uh, and we, we started to mingle. We knew we were, there was, they were so powerful. They were so happy. They, were, they had such beautiful feelings. And we were kind of on the outside of that. But we were invited, Sid's, most of Sid's stuff was at his house with a big fire raging and a panoramic view of the window and bright orange carpet. He'd be sitting at the, at, at the, right in front of the fire, which he and Chip had built, the fireplace that he and Chip had built. And, and, and then we would chit chat. And it's important to understand it wasn't all high awareness talk and stuff like that. And, and then he, he, at a certain point, he'd slip into what we call the good stuff, the deep, deep wisdom that none of us understood. But the feelings were just amazing. And we did to the best of our ability. We tried to quiet our little minds down, you know, 
I'm thinking again. I'm thinking again. How, what is that about? Yeah. This enlightened being is talking, and I'm off in Timbuktu. So there was so there was an acceptance that we had found the, a needle in a haystack. I was looking for an enlightened being. I'd seen a lot of people who were theoretically enlightened. Didn't seem to be enlightened when I met them, but you know they had the label of it. And now we had found. I'd found the absolute needle in the haystack. Imagine just a few people listening to an enlightened being in his living room with his wife bringing tea. But, and, and while I was there, I noticed there was a, a, a difference between what people had experienced and what I had experienced. And then, and then I had a three or four minute experience on St. Mary's Lake where I experienced pure silence. And it was, a, it all of a sudden, I wasn't here. All was here was consciousness. And I was just aware of every sound, every breeze, every beautiful colors. And I was just one with it. And after three or four minutes, I came out of that. And I knew I'd, that life was spiritual. Yeah. But there was a hole in my experience. So I had experienced oneness at the deepest level. And thus that experience, through all my heartaches and all my divorce and bankruptcy and loss of friends and loss of prestige and all this stuff, there still was that experience. I didn't care what other people thought. I had that experience. But it didn't include thought, all those beautiful things you share, Amy, to help people navigate around their problems and stuff like that. The where you're pointing people to the spiritual nature within themselves or where innate health is. I didn't have that. It didn't include that. I wasn't looking for a psychological remedy. I was looking for a spiritual remedy. And so all of a sudden, I was in with the crowd. I was in this fat feeling. And of course, I was supported by this incredible family feeling that all the people in Salt Spring had. And Sid, it turns out some of that support was, that's all it was, was support. But I wasn't seeing where that feeling was coming from inside myself. And I didn't have an understanding of thought. So I, got, I was easily tricked up and caught up. And I had a lot of ego, Amy, big, big ego. And I had a lot of other, another thing. Not all of us started equal. Some people had jobs and had a house. I had nothing. No job, no house, no, nothing. I was broke all the time. And then on Salt Spring, just like that, all of a sudden a guy said to me, I'll give you my business. And I was an insurance agent on, on the island, prestigious and all this type of stuff. And I started, I started my career and, and so on. But within myself, there was always... We were the stars. Everybody was coming to see us. And then guys like you 
started to show up. People who had elevated levels of consciousness beyond what I had seen, and they had a whole hospital of people to service, or they had a job where they helped people. So they'd come to the island, hear something, and then take it out and apply it. You could see how beautiful that was. And then they get lost. And then they come back to the island and get a retooling type of thing. And then they get lost again and come back again. Well, the problem I had was I didn't like. So at a certain point, I was following. So you have to include Sid in your journey. And at a certain point, I was with him almost hand in hand. We were made friends. And then everybody, everybody went into the psychological journey. And as I've documented, I went into the indigenous world. Yeah. I couldn't get a hold of this psychological stuff. I didn't like it. And I, the indigenous, so I didn't choose the indigenous world. It chose me. But the problem was I had lost a lot of the, I hadn't picked up the message that Sid was talking about. Um, clean enough. I, I had consciousness and I had spirit or mind, but I didn't have thought. And, and so I had an understanding of the silence within, Amy. Yeah. So I really understood that. But I was really lost up here. I think this is so huge to see. Okay, so because... This is, um, and, and we see this all the time with people that you, you had that three to four minute experience. You absolutely knew without a shadow of a doubt that you are consciousness, my words, but you know, you knew that that was the reality of things, that that was you, that that was always there after that experience, I assume. But, but you know, you're human. And so you go back to thinking, you go back to like, you know, you go back to having struggles in life and then having prestige and losing it and all of the stuff you described. And, and so I think where the misunderstanding for a lot of people comes in is that we think, oh, well, once we have that kind of three to four minute experience like Carrie had, you're not going to fall in any traps again. But what I hear you saying is like, no, you're going to fall in traps all day, every day, because you're still a thinking human being. And you're going to, you tell me if this sounds right, but you're more likely to, to get really lost in those traps at times if you don't understand the role of thought, if that piece is sort of missing. Is that kind of what that, you're saying? That, that's that. And I'm going to add another piece. Mm -hmm. So that is 100% correct what Amy says. And that's how I was experiencing it from the outside. On the inside, I was still growing, but I was unaware that I was growing. Mm. So I was learning skills, wisdoms, honing. See, I, see, when you have an experience, that doesn't mean you really got it. You're, you're just going to spend the rest of your life letting that, experience, that single experience teach you about yeah. who you are. Yeah. You think you got it. I didn't get it. I, I, I'm still haven't got it. I'm right. just getting more and more. That but experience what? is like the crack, right? And then That's it just right. keeps it, opening. It, yeah. Some cracks are bigger than others, but it's just the crack. Yeah. It's an eternal, never-ending experience. Yeah. 
That's what Amy is experiencing as a teacher of her school. It's, 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 she, she, she's teaching deeper now than she did two years ago. And Why there's, there's no got it. I mean, if we could just banish that, right? Like, oh, I got it now. Cause that, that, that just that phrase, even it's just words, but it has a sense of like a finite, like you're saying like, oh, it's done. And, and our mind tells us, oh, everything's going to be different from now forward. And everything is kind of different from now forward, but not in the way we think it is. You know, it's just the beginning of the growth. I love it's that you pointed that out. And, and, yeah. and the depth of, of it is living the truth, not having a memorization of what truth is or a memory of a past experience. So how you deal with your difficulties, what, what you see is something that took two, three weeks takes two or three seconds now. Yeah. You're just dealing with it in a different, in a different way. In a, fun, in a way, you're processing the experience, except you're not stuck in time. See, every time you have an image of yourself that you're not getting it, do you know what Sid calls that? A psychological barrier. Mm. That's a, I don't got it. I yeah. don't have it. Yeah. I was a continual. Imagine this, Amy. I'm teaching people about the perfection of life and the unlimited potential of every human being, except one. Guess who? <laughs> Me? Yes. I have I, limitations on my potential. I, Everybody but me. Yeah. Can you imagine I love how, this. Weak, how weak that teaching can be? Yes. And, and this is so common. It's like, and, and okay, so here's the thing. It's not that you didn't deeply, deeply know about that unlimited potential. You just also had thought there that says, not Harry or not me or, you know, whatever that thought is, not getting it. <laughs> and so it, the, like both live together. Both are 100% true. Is that, is that right? Yeah, both are 100% true until the truth blows right. the other out of the water. Yeah. Both are our reality. Uh, but yes, but until because we see. Thought yeah. creates feelings. Thought creates your perceptions of your reality. So your reality can be perfect for you, which is what I'm suggesting, except my interpretation of perf- wasn't that it was perfect. So it was it, so my own personal experience of it was a lot of havoc. Yes. And so often I see people, you do too, I'm sure, who like, and this was this is what you're describing, where it's like, I've seen I've seen the cracks form for these people. I've seen so much change for them. But but I get this so such a clear image talking with them, like in the very single moment, all that's happening is they have thought flowing through that they're staring at. And that thought flowing through says, this should feel different. I had a crack six months ago. Why do I feel bad right now? And I tell them, you feel bad right now because you're staring at a thought that says, I feel bad right now. This should be different. No other reason, right? Because as soon as that thought falls away, they're right back to who they are. That's, that's the key. You really hit a bullseye there. See, after 35 years of, get, of being lost in my head, along with growing from the inside, yeah. I had this question, Amy. I wonder what it was like when I really was listening to Sid. And I went back to that feeling that you were expressing and was just waiting for me. 
It was so surprised. It hadn't gone away. I just thought it went away mm-hmm. or I was too busy in my head. Yeah. And I went back to that feeling. And guess what? It was waiting for me. And it was like almost said, well, I've been waiting. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and I said, okay, let's see where we go now. And that's all that happened. It was wow. that experience and then getting caught up in my head and still growing from the inside out and experiencing all this stuff. And then when all the tools and all the packages and all the, the complexity came to simplicity, where it all fit, I felt comfortable with myself. It just was said, okay, let's move. Let's now, you wasted, you didn't waste <laughs> 35 years. You just right. could have done it a little quicker. Yeah, you were looking over there for 38 years. Now you're looking back at me. Thank you. That's, <laughs> exactly, <sitting> right. <laughs> that's exactly the process. I and, love that. Oh, yeah. 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 So we, you haven't lost anything when you're going through that stuff. You just interpreted it a tough, you were tough on yourself. Yeah. And so, and so when we aren't feeling that like, oh, there it is, you know, again, because, because someone might might say, okay, well, then I'm going to ask myself that question. What was it like when I was really listening? And maybe their mind jumps back in and says, you idiot, you were never listening. <laughs> You'll never get it. You know, but so, so when it, when we don't feel, tell me if this is how you would, if you agree with this, but when we don't feel that expansiveness and that peace and everything that is that pure consciousness that is who we are, it's just to kind of reverse engineer like into it. When we don't feel it, we're simply looking at thought and we probably don't realize it's thought. And if we can kind of, kind of know that like, Oh, it doesn't mean we're broken. We didn't get it. Any of that. It just means in this moment, there's thought moving through and that's where we happen to be focused. Well, that, 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 that is very important to understand. Uh, But I, I myself never digested it like that, Amy. So, so, and that's why, you know, um, sometimes, um, you know, people, people want more concise things. I, I saw it like everything is perfectly spiritually designed. So, so if I get sick, that's what I need right now. Yeah. If, I, if this happens, this is what I need right now. And then when I harmonized with what you were talking about, I really got it because it grounds you. It's still, if you get a nice feeling and it's spiritual, that's where all the goodies are. There's no doubt about it. But if you're not grounded, Amy, you ain't going anywhere because you're scattered, you're lost. And what you were talking about thought, I never quite digested it as clearly as you have. And I would even say to this point, I haven't digested it as clearly as you have. And that grounding just simplifies everything, what you're expressing. So if you get it the way that you're talking about it, it will ground you. If you get it the way I'm talking about, it will relax you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I love that. <laughs> The grounding though, let's look, let's look at that for a minute because I don't want people, I'm imagining people thinking, oh, well, when I'm grounded, then that's when, that's when all my problems will go away. 
<laughs> and or that's when I'll feel a minute of discomfort and I'll pop right out of it. And none of that is really what we're saying, is it? No, no. See, the reason you need both, the, 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 see, there's three principles, not just thought. There's, there's mind, thought, and consciousness as one. The reason you need the other is there's a tendency with, if you just understand thought, that you don't, um, you don't have enough fun. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you, like life is meant to be a joyful, unlimited experience. Yeah. And you yourself have to get out of who you think you are on this personal level to really experience your connection to the truth, yeah. whatever that it means to you. So that freedom uh, is very freeing. And you need the freeing feeling along with, with, with not getting lost and interpreting things. So when you stop worshiping your thinking process, what happens is you see original thought. You see who you are as a beautiful human being. And you have to see your beauty to really understand three principles. You must see your beauty. If you can't see your beauty, you're still caught up in something you don't understand because you haven't seen it yet. Now, that's why you interpret certain things wrongly because you aren't seeing your beauty. And the beautiful thing is that's exactly what you need right now. That's Because you know, as an example, Amy, I, if somebody is rich, but egotistical, powerful, greedy, and they lose all their money, that's the best thing for them. Now, most Americans wouldn't agree with that, but the reality of it is that sometimes it's, you need to, you, we need to see how vulnerable we are along with how beautiful we are. I mean, no offense, but Amy and I are just doing the best we can with the thankfulness and gratitude that we've tapped into something that will never stop evolving, transforming, growing, and uplifting us. And loving. It's very loving. And that sharing of love, that's all Sid ever did. He just shared love and understanding. So we, we need to get a little less serious <laughs> about <Yeah>. our lives. <laughs> Lighten up, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a long journey, and it, and it ain't going to stop just because you want it to stop, you know, type of yeah. thing. I love, um, I personally, and I did not always feel this way at all. For sure, when I came into spiritual seeking, which was at an embarrassingly early age, um, I just wanted to feel good and I just wanted my life to go a certain way, right? Which is probably how most of us. And then I started having issues in life because I was pushing so much. So I would have issues like anxiety and eating disorders because I was just, I was trying to force everything. And of course, those issues didn't look like what I needed. They looked like major problems, more obstacles I had to get over and that I had to change. And, um, but I, so, so at first coming into this, for sure, it was all about, things going a certain way and feeling a certain way for life and all of that 
stuff that doesn't happen. But in more recent years, it's, it is so exciting to me. And I'm just so grateful that it actually works this way that you don't, that it, that that's wrong. It's not about fixing a problem and feeling a certain way for life. It is like Carrie's saying about a little crack just forming and we get such a thrill. We, yes, we get like such a thrill, like, oh, I had this insight and things look different, but that is not the end. That's the beginning. And then we get to spend the rest of our lives being human, falling in holes, finding our way out of them and seeing as we find our way out, whoa, I think the crack spread further, you know? So it's so, I think that's such a huge point that this is not like a, there's no period at the end. There's a dot, dot, dot at the end where whatever we've seen is just the very tip of the iceberg of what's going to continue to grow. And if people are aware that's the way it works, they won't be disappointed. Yes. And, and please understand this audience. It's not just three people who have this problem. I have two clients recently, uh, both highly successful, uh, one as a uh, gymnast and one as a high wire uh, thing in the circus, mm-hmm. and both at forty uh, have a, a, a ter- the one is uh, uh, suicidal and the other has high anxiety. How could that happen when they were living in this perfect state of consciousness? When they were, I mean, when you're on the high wire, I don't know about you, but you better yeah. not be thinking <laughs> too much, yeah. you know. So they and they understand that. And so, the, so they're going through that as well. And now we have those two, one who, who has embraced the 3P and one who has it. Guess which one is doing better? Yeah. And that's the key. You, you, we're, we're not here. There's no, there's no achievement. No, as I love what Amy said, no period. Oh, I've reached this. I'm higher than this person. That's not it. That's, that's not it at all. So when you say they've embraced the three P's so they're doing better, you mean they, they have a f- more full understanding of how f- it all works together, of the they, role they of have thought and who they are. That's right. They, they have relaxed. They've learned the power of relaxing yeah. with that stuff. They've allowed the feeling to come in, and that has, you know, you, that has changed them. With one, I... On my new book, I gave them the first section to read, and it settled her mind down and so on. But the feeling that she that she's experiencing is the same feeling that you and I have experienced, the revelation of this inside-out understanding becoming a reality rather than a, a concept. Yeah. And, I mean, isn't it? I want to say it like our our mind will want to um, just put out a bunch of expectations and thoughts about this. So it's not it's not like we're doing it. It's not like we're doing it wrong when we have a big insight and then we expect that it's going to last for life or anything like that. It's just a, really if we look at it, it's just another illustration of the principles in action. Like that is what thought will do. <laughs> it will come in and and make up a bunch of stuff and. And in the grounding that Harry's talking about, that's where we, we're just going to be able to kind of see our way through that best, best we can. It may not be perfect. Who cares? But we're going to see it more from the feeling when we all of a sudden feel heavy and hopeless and like everyone else is perfect except for us. That gets to start to wake us up to, oh, I, I, there's something I'm not seeing here. 
let me try and illustrate that with a uh, bad example of how I was thinking. So I'm on Salt Spring, and I'm close friend to Sid. I'm the treasurer of the foundation. You know, I've got to drop in to see him at his house and so on. And and so I'm in the in in crowd. And then Roger Mills comes in, Dr. Roger Mills, the psychologist, and everything changes. But I don't notice it because I still think everything is the same as it was before. All of life has shifted gears totally, and I wasn't part of that. I Years and years went by. Years and years went by, and I still wasn't aware of it. So much so, Amy, that when Sid died, I had no idea that he, what he was teaching the psychologist. I just thought it was this, you know, this whole thing. I missed the whole thing. I, 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 and was I still friends with Sid? Yeah, I was. And, and, and there was a moment. This is, I'm going to explain a moment that was a big moment in my life. So it's, it's now the night I came in in 76 and it's now early 1980s. And, um, I'm getting into, uh, or something, I can't remember when it was. Um, everything's a cloud back there. And I phone sit up. I'm very excited about the indigenous thing. And he goes to me, and, he, and I say, oh, Sid, this is, this is, and I know he, he wants the indigenous people. I know that. And he says, oh, Harry, you're so far behind. And I'm going, how far behind could I be? It's only been a little while. But it wasn't a little while. It was a long while, but I just wasn't aware of it. Yeah. And so I got all, and I said, oh, no, Sid, this is, he said, oh, I know you're excited about this, Harry, but you know, you're so far behind. And there's no money in it, especially with the indigenous crowd and stuff like that. And, you know, and then I said, oh, no, I'm into it. Because I wanted to still be part of the picture. I still wanted to be part of what it was. I didn't know what it was, and I knew it wasn't psychology, but I wanted, and then I heard on the other line, other end of the line, and he knew I was going to be tough. And I probably, honestly, Amy, was his toughest student. That's how bad I was. Probably his <laughs> toughest. And he, I heard on the other line, oh, okay. You know, like he knew it was going to be a biggie. Yeah. And it was. It was. But he committed. And one thing about Sidney Banks, once he committed, even though I was the biggest pain in the rear end that you've ever seen in the life in your life, he was committed. And that's the that's the loyalty and the purity of, of the man. So he how did you how did you miss all that? Like you were just caught up in your own reality and seeing what you wanted to see? Perfectly said. Yeah. I, it, it wasn't there because I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. I was, you know, and now you have to remember I'd moved off Salt Spring. So it was even yeah. doubly so. But literally, because, see, the difference between what happened to all the people on Salt Spring is, is that the psychology approach came in and most of us didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And. I for sure didn't want anything to do with it because I didn't have any psychological problems. 
of course, right. you know, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. How could I, you know, Mr. Happy have any psychological problem? I had lots of psychological problems. It just, I wasn't interested in that yeah. part of the journey. So I went to where my heart took me. Yeah. And it appeared that in many ways I had missed the boat. And in many ways I did. But the beautiful thing, please remember this. Not only are you going to not enjoy some of your experiences, you're going to get stuck in time where you're going to be caught in some of your bad habits. It doesn't mean you're lost forever. All, you, all that happened was once I woke up, I just started studying it. I just started picking up. Yeah. It was interesting again. It was exciting. It was, and I had all these incredible teachers like you, Amy, who understood about thought and its connection to the spiritual mind. You know, I didn't, I didn't have that. So I started listening. There was a, some, a lot of stuff on the, on the internet. And I just started to, started to study it and say, holy mackerel, there's a whole other section that I missed out on. That was good news, not bad news. Yeah. And so I just caught up. And that's all like like in the last 10 years or so? Five? Well, that, no, it, yeah. it was in 10 years. Yeah. yeah. The last 10 years. Uh, you know, it just says so Sid much. Has died, Sid, Sid has died uh, 11 years ago. So in the last 11 years, his okay. death woke me up. Yeah. You know, I just love like that, this take on it, it it says so much about that, that don't take it so seriously that you're saying, you know, and just lighten up and explore. And, and it's not a grade, like our happiness or what we see is not like our grade in life. Like you get an A and you, you had a C and now you maybe worked your way up to a B plus. No, like it's, no one's grading us, you know? And, and so for you to be able to just pick it back up and, and say, oh, wow, there's a lot I missed. Let me see. Let me listen again. Let me re-listen. That's all we're ever doing in a moment. It's like going back and re-listening. But again, not so that we can now be happy and get the A and live happily ever after, but just because, just for the joy of re-listening and, and hearing something fresh right now. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and, and all that happened was the depths of what I had experienced in the first crack just opened up more. Yes. And all I had to do after that, Amy, was be myself. All of a sudden, I didn't have anything to prove anymore. Yeah. Before, what was the problem? I always had something to prove. And everything had to revolve around Harry, 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 Harry. But after, a while, after, this, after it all sort of fit together, who cared about Harry? There was yeah. something deeper, more interesting to... to, to to come. And all that time wasn't wasted, guys. It was, it was all part of the spiritual evolution of who we are. And please remember, you're a unique human being. Harry Derbitsky is not Amy Johnson. Jo Amy Johnson is not Harry Derbitsky. We, she is expressing her unique flavor of how she sees this perfectly for her. I am doing it the way I do it. You have to find yourself. You don't want to be a clone of Amy. You want to be yourself. 
and you say, oh, I'm so glad I met Amy. I'm so glad I, I got to the school, but I'm still, I'm taking, I have to uncover my own expression of truth. And that's, Amy, what I came out with was, I did it a different way than anybody else did. And obviously in the indigenous world, as you can see, there's not very many and certainly not any who have embraced it like I have. But in the end, the connection between native spirituality and the three principles, me, I just had to be me. <laughs> I didn't have to be Indian. I didn't have to be 3P. I just had to be me. And I found that's the golden rule. You come on this show, be me. I go do a talk in front of 5,000 people, which I haven't done, by the way. But in, I know I'll be yeah. kind of uptight. And then I'll just come back to, ah, I'll just be me. Yeah. Yeah. Good enough. Good enough. Yeah. I, I mean, it just is highlighting how much of our just suffering and, and just, you know, suffering is <laughs> coming from all that thinking of when we compare and we're trying to be someone else and we're making it so serious. And I, I really love how you're saying how that crack, that three to four minute crack you had and, you know, long, long ago on Salt Spring, it, it's like it, it was that you were able to naturally kind of like it was there waiting for you, like you said, and it was working for you and, and unfolding the whole time in the background of all of this. But it, it like grew even more as you came back to it. Because again, people thinking like, oh, I lost my insight. I saw it at one point and now it's gone. You can't lose it. You, all that's happening is your mind is saying, oh, I thought it was going to go this way and it's not. But it's not lost, right? A hundred percent correct. That's a very important. If people just pick that up, they'll be a lot freer and yeah. a, lot up, a lot less uptight when they go down. You know, yeah. or, you know, as I often say, you've got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. You have to be comfortable with yourself. And, it, you know, and when you're 74, Amy, there is a new quality that you, you learn. Do you know what it is? Patience. <laughs> you learn to be a little more patient. Things yeah. take a little while. Yeah. In my case, a lot, a long time. But I was a complicated guy. <laughs> and in this, you know, I'm imagining this being so helpful too to people who say who who do come across this and feel so much relief, but then want to beat themselves up, you know, like you could and say, oh, but I spent I wasted 20 years in my habit, you know, what was I thinking? And and I just love your your outlook on that, you know, that it is all part of this perfect spiritual puzzle, like. There's no downside to seeing it that way. We don't have to force yourself to see it that way, but be open to it because, man, there's no downside to that. That's right. And if you're going through addiction of any kind, it's, it's, not, a, it's not as big a deal as you think it is because if you lighten up and get comfortable with the uncomfortable feeling, what you're going to see is you have to be able to sit in negative energy because that's also who you are. If you can't sit with negative energy, you're going to judge it as negative and run away from it and be afraid of it. 
But in reality, to be a good 3P person like Amy is, she has to be able to sit in negative energy, obviously, because people, that's where they start from. And, and sitting in negative energy, in your own negative energy, turns out to be fantastic because there's a treasure chest at the end of it. Oh, my God, there's something I didn't understand. And it was well worth a little bit of uncomfortableness yeah. for this treasure chest to be opened up. And you go, oh, my God, look at all this money. Look at all this, all these gold coins here. Yeah. And I, I had no idea I could spend all of this. And, and you start spending it, and guess what it does? Another treasure chest shows up. The only person stopping you from opening up your treasure chest is you and your thoughts. And doubts and insecurities and fears and phobias and traumas and all this type of stuff. And the beauty is you need that trauma to open up the treasure chest. I needed to go through what I needed to do. I would not be as happy now. Can you imagine? I, let's say, out of theory, Amy, I blew 35 years. I made a mess. I made a mess out of it. And then, boom. When, you're, when it's boom, you don't care about the past. No. It's, oh, I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you actually go, oh, that was perfect. Yeah. Now that it's over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so, so much in seeing that every single moment has, is, just, is just moving us forward. It, we can't move backward. It's just. We can't. Not once we've, we've heard something and we've had an insight. You don't lose it. And yeah. I love what you're talking about. And you're, st- you're moving. I was moving forward inside in the silence. And, and I want to con- say one more thing. 95% of my bad habits disappeared when I wasn't looking at them than when I was. So primarily truth heals. And I, I went, when did I become a better person? Amy, I didn't do it. You didn't do it. When did you become a better, softer, wiser human being? It just happened. Yeah. Guess what? Same with Sid. It just happened. He didn't. He calls it a fluke. Well, if his is a fluke, what is mine? It's a, you know, I didn't plan it. Yeah. I didn't ex- have goals, pictures, visualizing. But somewhere in there, I knew it was going to happen. It is going to happen, guys. But we have to be patient. Yeah. It's such a good, your story, story is just such a good illustration of, um, yeah, that, that bit where we see, we see so much and it is working for us all the way through, even when we think it's not. And I just think that's like the huge message in this that I'm so excited for people to hear that we don't have to monitor your insights. You don't have to keep an eye on it. What Harry's saying right now is 100% what I see with habits and anxiety and everything. It's when we relax enough to not be staring at it that it finally gets to just go away. And so we just get to 
feel into whatever has cracked and we and then just leave it alone. Like it's not it's not on ours on us to manage and work at. And you know, the the more you see, the more you see, but it's um yeah, it's a it's a such a great story. Thank you so much for sharing it. Oh, it was a lot of fun to and I hope it helps people to understand just lighten up with your life. It's you're doing great. Like yeah. you honestly, you're doing great. You have to show, say thank you. Yes. If you can't say thank you, you're missing the boat. That's, That's what it calls a psychological barrier. Huge thing I've learned from you is you always you always talk about gratitude and just be grateful for what you have seen and that that's the that's the pathway into relaxing, enjoying your life, and then seeing more. It's just be grateful for what you've seen. And when we're comparing and all of that, we're just losing that gratitude for a minute. That's right. So that's what I call a bullseye. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Harry. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Changeable. If you enjoy this podcast, please let me know by subscribing or maybe even considering leaving a review iTunes reviews are so valuable in helping other people who need change to find their way here. I'll talk to you next week.